Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday. Call you listening to Mad Love. What's going on? I am sitting here Thursday. I'm very happy it's Thursday. Uh, the days are just so hectic. Again, I can't believe we're at the end of June. Next week is July, people. Where has 2019? It's like, phew. I mean, it is moving. I feel like I'm on a locomotive and I would like to get off. <laughs> I'd like to take a break. Look around. Uh, So I'm working on that for the fall, for sure. I can't keep this pace. It's not sustainable. Um, It's interesting, but it's not sustainable. So I have one thought today. I, you know, obviously a recurring theme for me these past couple of podcasts uh, basically is the self-esteem and confidence level of some of the young women I'm meeting. But I guess that probably spans across all women, all ages, from young ladies to, um, you know, my age. It's not like it's not like I haven't met a spectrum of women closer to my own age who seem to struggle with their confidence. Um, It's just that I work with so many women in their 30s. You know, my office is really strange because, and this isn't my office, it's just where I'm working. My office probably will be constructed similarly, but hopefully there will be more people my own age. It's weird. It's like mostly boomers, then uh, all millennials, and then like a smattering of Xers in the middle, which I guess is sort of the way society is set up, but it's just like five people my age and then everybody else is either older or younger and so it's just interesting though to talk to so many women who externally you look at them and it's like you know you would think they would feel more confident and they they don't and um I don't know that just bothers me so I of course obviously dedicated two podcasts to it and hope to do a panel with some uh, other women just to just to show you the broad spectrum of people I know and how uh, interesting uh, getting older as a woman can actually be because many of us enjoy it some of us don't but many of us that I'm friends with we're just enjoying the process it's not like you can fight it anyway um And the other thing I was wanting to talk about is Euphoria. Have you guys watched that? It's on HBO. Um, It's like watching a fever dream. I mean, it's so strange. I think Zendaya, Zendaya, I think it's Zendaya. She's incredible. Like even her reaction shots are great. She is super talented, and I can't wait to see her. I mean, she's clearly very young, but I can't wait to see her grow in her career. I really hope she gets some good, meaty roles, you know, because she's very talented. Um, The show's not bad. It's just, again, I I know I'm not the demo, demo. I'm not the target market for that. I've had this experience with HBO many times. Because I couldn't watch Entourage until I realized, oh, hey, this really isn't aimed at me. This is aimed at prepubescent teenage boys. So once I started watching it without expectation of story or something delivering for me, I could enjoy it more. Um, Same with I never did get into girls, Um, but it was the same with Insecure. Um. I watched and I'm like, dude, I don't recognize any of these people. Like, I don't know anybody like this. Then I realized, oh, they're aiming at a 
you know, a market that's probably 15 years younger than me. So I was able to get into it then. So euphoria is very similar. It's like, I'm not into drugs. I didn't have that much teen melancholy. And it just makes me realize I'm super grateful that there weren't cameras or ways to document every moment of every single thing when I was growing up and in high school. Um, And, you know, it's just like I said, it's like watching a fever dream because it's like they they want you to feel the way the main character, Rue, feels when she does her drugs, I guess, because it's like, what in the world? You know, what am I watching? And then (laughs) some things are kind of like obvi, but they won't say it. It's like, okay, I think I see something on the screen, but no one's going to address it, huh? So, um, you know, I'm not. (laughs) I remember when I described uh, true blood to my nephew and I was like, and then there's this blood and then these vampires and they need this blood. But it's and I remember when I got finished, he was like, that sounds terrible. (laughs) So I don't know if I'm doing a great job selling euphoria. Uh, it's not going to be for everyone. Um, again, if you're, if you're not into watching fever dreams, you'll hate it. But I do think Zendaya is worth the price of admission. She's fantastic. I hope she gets a lot more work and maybe something a little less, um, you know, trippy. But I don't know. We were only two episodes in, so we'll see what happens. But it, it's, it's already done some twisty turny moves which is interesting because I want to say this about HBO this is not what I would call an HBO show to me this is their first foray into Netflix world and that's this is why it's fascinating because I'm a I'm a writer I've always been a writer um my goal was to go to film well I did I went to film school I got a film degree I have communications degrees um that's my bag that's my jam that's what I do so I always pay attention to the writing. I know writer's credits. I'm I'm looking at that stuff. And so what's interesting about um, this HBO Netflix thing is HBO used to be the standard bearer of um, content. You know, like you, it was much better than broadcast TV because you could curse. There was nudity. You know, you could do more things. Well, then Netflix, when they jumped into original content, um, they pushed the envelope. And there are certain shows now that look like Netflix shows because you wouldn't see it on HBO or broadcast TV. I know channels like FX, they kind of push it, um, which is ironic because they're part of Fox and Fox is supposed to be so conservative, but whatevs. Um, But if you watch euphoria it is definitely a netflix show but they kind of pull back on some of the graphic sex or hardcore stuff like you still see it but it's not as much there's one scene i'm thinking of in particular that's kind of disturbing but on netflix you probably would get a long shot of about 15 seconds this on hbo was more of a kind of a medium long shot and like four seconds of really getting the big picture of what was going on. Um, 
on Netflix, you can still push the envelope just a little bit further. And I think HBO's could. They just have standards. <laughs> you know what I mean? They are just like, we, we're pushing it, but we, we, we're still HBO. Um, so they're not quite competing with Netflix yet, but this is a Netflix show. Euphoria is a Netflix show. So you can see right now. And I knew from the trailer, I was like, oh, HBO is already trying to, you know, get some of that market share back. Um, because, you know, without Game of Thrones, which they botched, by the way, not HBO, but the, the dudes who write it. I'm sorry. I love you guys. I respect you guys. But the ending was horrible. Um, but now Thrones is gone. You know, that that sort of cultural phenomenon show is gone and we may not ever see another one like it, Um, especially if HBO tries to compete with Netflix. That means they're going to just be throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Um, And what HBO had been really great at was being able to craft those um, nights. So for about 20 years ago, Sunday night was HBO night. You know, you'd have Sex in the City, you'd have The Sopranos, you had um, uh, the one with the with the death. Dang, I can't think of it now. People really love that show. Um, the family, the funeral home family show. I hate when that happens. I cannot think of the name of it. I didn't love it, but I did watch it. <laughs> um, there were episodes I thought were really excellent. True Blood, Sunday Night. So HBO was able to craft a night. Netflix has come on and said, hey, Netflix and chill all the time, whenever you want, you know. And so now HBO is trying to dip its toe uh, into that content area. They're they're trying to push shows on more than just one night. You can feel them changing and pushing. And the only reason why they're having to catch up with Netflix is because Netflix wanted to be HBO. I love it. So from a content standpoint, I can't wait to be a part of all of that. Um, and also kudos to Drake. Drake is one of the executive producers of the Euphoria show. And he's coming up with Top Boy for Netflix. Uh, he's bringing that back, which is very good. If you have Netflix, uh, Top Boy is a British show. It doesn't have a ton of episodes, uh, so it'd be easy to catch up on it, but it's, it's very good and he's bringing it back. So go Drake. I mean, that dude's a mogul and I respect that. All right. That is my, those are my observations today. That's it for me and throwback Thursday. I didn't throw it back anywhere, but, um, pay attention people. If you are a viewer, this is a great time because there is there are people out here competing. So you've got Amazon with their deep pockets. They have shows. Then you've got Netflix, HBO. I mean, if you like quality entertainment, it's a great time to be alive. Even if you like trash, it's a great time to be alive. Hell, it's just a great time to be alive. But if you happen to like TV, bonus. <laughs> Happy Thursday.